800-747-3733. Now return to Tampa Bay's number one morning show, The Mike Calter Show. On the Mike Calder Show, it's 1025 The Bone, 727 579 1025 or 800 771 1025 are the phone numbers. This is one of my shower songs. Oh man, I know. We were in the shower and you put this on. Yeah, like, yeah. I think I can sing it when I'm in the shower. <laughs> um, didn't Moose sing this? I yeah. think with Scotty Hill. With Scotty Hill, yeah. yeah, one of our uh, live gig things. Moose can sing. Yeah. Moose has got a good voice. That's the only good thing about Bruce. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm going to the Antonio Tarver fight. Are you going tomorrow yes, night? Yes. What are the chances I'm going to go? Oh, I mean, you said you were definitely going. You bought <laughs> tickets, so you I would go. I bought tickets. I did buy tickets. You got. You have your daughter's birthday party tomorrow? In the day, early yeah, in the yeah, morning. There's no way you're going. Oh. There's no way you're going. Yeah. <laughs> like, you weren't going before, but the fact that you have your daughter's birthday party, yeah, there's no way. Can I have your tickets? <laughs> and I'll give my tickets to them? I know I'm gonna go. I, here's what mm-hmm. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna tell you right now. My it starts early, and there's a bunch of fights. Mm-hmm. But I really only want to see like the last two fights. Okay, so I'll probably just come late and see the late the later fights. Okay, all right. <laughs> no way. You think the later it gets, the more of a chance you're gonna go? <laughs> you're out of your mind. <laughs> I don't know who I'm gonna go with yet either. So I haven't. Uh, I bought it with my son in mind. Knowing full well he wouldn't want to hang out with me on a Saturday, but I did ask him, and he gave me the, I mean, if you want me to. So I know he doesn't want to go. That's like whenever you go to the beach, and you're drinking and stuff, and then you're like, we should go out tonight. Yeah, let me go home and take a little nap. Yeah. And then we go, yeah, you're never waking up. It, it's the <sighs> worst when they say, well, if you want me to, I'll yes. do that. Yes. Not I want to, or I'd like to, or yeah, yeah. dad. Well, what, your kid? Yeah. yeah. I get, like, well, if you want me to, I guess uh, I'll go. I have a great relationship with my son. I love him, and he loves me, no doubt about it. However... If you wanted me to describe our relationship to something that you people can relate to, if you've ever seen a Bronx tale, I'm the bus driver that just wants my son to stand next to me on the bus. Just come with me for a couple of trips. Yeah. Come, on. come on, Dad, I got things to do. Come on, just hang out with your phone. Um, I don't know. I went to lunch with uh, my dad yesterday because my wife ruined my plans for lunch, and then she backed out. I was supposed to go to lunch with Mr. Olin. Mm-hmm. And my wife said, but we have things, and we have to go here, and we have to go here. And blah, blah, blah. I go, okay. Then she got sick and was like, all right, I'm not going to go. Well, I'm like, well, now this guy's hungry, you know? Um, I, I We have a leak in my house that is undetectable. We can't figure out where it's coming from. It's probably Joe. Yeah, right? I mean, I that's mean, what Mr. Olin said, that Joe's peeing back it's there. It's not yeah. Joe. Uh, he set it up yesterday to where he laid down paper towels so when the water comes, we can kind of see where it's coming from. So we got a little bit of a hint yesterday. But now it's soaked again. I don't know yeah. what's going on yet. Mm. I think it's the water softener, but we can't figure out where it's leaking from. We've been well, moving things away from the walls, Michael, and checking each one. I know. I don't, you don't have a, do you, you have a sump pump out there? No, no, no. No pump. I think really using to have Joe stand watch 24 hours. Yeah. Well, we I, bought a, I bought a uh, camera so I could watch my pets. It's called a pet cam. And you put it in there and you put it on. So if I hear them crying or whatever, I could check on them and see. And uh, I haven't hooked it up yet, and I thought about just making it a leak cam first, just put it out there, and we'll wait to see where the water's coming from. Yeah. My dad so. got me so good when I was little. Uh, he told me that our uh, basement had uh, flooded, the sump pump. It right. had flooded. He goes, don't go down there. It's all water. He goes, I got to take care of it and stuff. Little did I even think about, it was right around my birthday. Oh, you, oh. Had your, you had your presents oh. on there. I had a bike. 
And it was deep down oh. in the basement. Very Smart. So whatever yeah. I got, I go, where's you? He goes, it was in the basement. It yeah. wasn't flooded. And I go, you got me. Secret yep. agent. Good, great at lying. That, <laughs> yeah. 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 that really is something that sucks about Florida is no basements. No yeah. basement. Yeah. That is the worst. Yeah. But you do get the uh, Florida room yeah. for the breezeway, you know, type thing, whatever. Kind of. Yeah. You want to, I know what Geo's saying. You want a place where you great. go hide. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. If oh, I had I, a basement, oh, man, that'd be dude, awesome. The greatest thing in the world. So me and my three older brothers who all lived in the house, my dad redid our basement and had a pool table, TV, oh, sofa, man. everything down there. It was bang city. Yeah. Every girl <laughs> that we brought over. And then it, the greatest thing was. The way the stairs went down, they went down and then they turned and went sideways. So you couldn't see down if you opened the door. And, you know, we'd, I'd be down there banging some chick, and my mom would be like, Are you guys hungry? <laughs> and I'm like, I am hungry. Yeah. I just had a good workout. Pigs in a blanket, mom. <laughs> yeah, I just did pigs in a blanket. That's that was hard. the best place. Of, uh, the best thing about Michigan is that's where, like, all house parties were. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're either in a barn or in the basement. Yep. 100%. Paneling. We had a uh, oh, totally wood paneling. <laughs> we had two, um, two, you had, Carpeted stairs, then you turn and go down the cement stairs. Uh-huh. The carpet ones creaked so bad that you could hear somebody coming from a mile away. Oh, yeah. Except my brother, when he knew that some uh, some stuff was happening down there, and he wanted to sneak down, he knew how to walk on the sideboard so you wouldn't creak. Um, but yeah, that was the that no was a creak. Good, you get a peek. Uh, right? <laughs> that was a good alarm when you knew somebody was coming down. Right. Uh, and then also we had a drop ceiling. Great place to hide pornos. Sure, when you had to yeah. put them on a VHS tape back yeah. in the day. Yeah, I, I missed that. That was uh, that was, the basement was always some good stuff. We don't have a basement here in Florida, and uh, the only person I know that has a basement is Dom. His office out there on De Leon ha- is built where it has a basement down there. And yeah, I just feel like that's going to be where the sinkhole is. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One day they're going to be like Dom yeah. is Dom is still going to live, but he has to live in the sinkhole. It's right and you next have to, to a graveyard. Yeah. You have yeah. to throw the uh, uh, documents down there. It's going to be like, uh, whatchamacallit, poltergeist. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. All those bodies popping up. Oh, oh can boy. you imagine Dom as a ghost coming back and haunt you? <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> loser. Yeah. All if right. you don't know, don't blow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Time to check in with Galvin. He has today's news. And now, news with Galvin on the Mike Calter Show. What do we have in news today, Galvin? Today's news is brought to you by Pelt Shoes. You need some shoes? Get them at Pelt's. Get them at Pelt's if you need some shoes. Hey, I don't know. I'm, okay. working, I'm working on some new stuff. Uh, if you need new shoes, you can get them at Pelt's. Whatever you're looking for, they have them right there in stock. Uh, new running shoes, get them at Pelt's. New boots, get them at shell, Pelt's. Shells. If you need uh, shoes for your kids, you need some uh, fancy high heels. Whatever you're looking for, you can get them right there for at your Pelt's. kids? No, well, not high heels oh. for your kids. <laughs> Yeah, start training them early. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, whenever you stop into Pelts, make sure you whisper my name, Galvin. Galvin. You're going to get 10% off your entire order. That's everything they bring up to the counter, not just one pair of shoes, everything you bring up there. So if you need shoes, get them at Pelts. Uh, so the Department of Defense, otherwise known as the DOD, Ooh. announces the authorization of a presidential drawdown of security assistance for Ukraine's security and defense needs. This authorization, which is valued at up to $2.5 billion, mm. is the Biden administration's 30th drawdown from the DOD in, uh, inventories for Ukraine since the August of 2021. It contains hundreds of armored vehicles, critical support for Ukraine's air defense, and other important capabilities. So another $2.5 billion 
Uh, we solved it, guys. All yeah. the homeless, all really? the veterans, the everyone's good here. Is good, yeah, then? everybody's good over here. Oh, okay. We're totally fine. Eggs, nice. eggs aren't a million dollars. Yeah. However, I did get uh, a message last night on Snapchat from a girl in Ukraine. Oh. And she is uh, just now getting internet and um, would like me to support her OnlyFans yeah. because she's in the war. And I thought, who am I to boots say on the no? ground. Boots You're boots on the ground. I'm basically, <laughs> I'm basically like the Red Cross. Oh, I have the. Boots. I'm the UN of yeah. OnlyFans. Boots in the air. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a new thing now. I'm uh, I'm stuck in this Ukraine war, but I've made my OnlyFans so that my family could eat food and be safe. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, here that's are my good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to tell you this. You know, they they're they're robots that are sending you out these things, and they hook in with a couple of pictures, and they send you a link. There's one that's so hot. I know it's a robot, but I'm thinking about I'm thinking about just 100%. making her my girlfriend. Yeah. She, oh my god, she's so pretty. All these things. As soon as I see, hey, I just delete it and I block it. This one, I'm like, I'm gonna hold on to this one yeah. for a little longer. Oh, <laughs> for a little but where is that real girl? You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's a real girl. Who's it's a real picture, right? Yeah. yeah. Where is she? Oh, well, I mean, yeah, it could be. Yeah. Well, made. this one's a video. It's it's a series of videos, and she messaged me and said. She needed to see a picture of my mm-hmm. oh. so that she could finish. Sure. And I almost sent it to her. I was like, I, I'll give it to you. Harry, you know Harry fun- guy in Mexico. Who's you know what's funny this. to me is whenever you have a uh, comment that you made on Twitter or something and uh, you get a like on it and it's from like 2018 and you're like, why is this super hot girl liking my yep. thing from 2018? And then you're like, oh, it's a hot total robot. bot. Yeah. Hot robot, yeah. Yeah, because like the first picture is, do you like my butt? Yeah. Check this out. Mm. <clears throat> so I, you- will, I will throw, like, if we get a, um, a new follower and I notice it or something and they liked our thing, guy or girl, I'll look at their page and I'll like throw them a like back just to let them know that we have a little bit. Hey, thank you. We see you. We see, pound you know it. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Pound it. I'll pound yeah, it a little yeah. bit, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Was that it? <laughs> That's what I do. Uh, so you were talking about your daughter reading the uh, the Judy Bloom book. Yeah, mm-hmm. hey, the, God, it's uh, me, Margaret. Uh, yeah, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Has she book. gotten to the part where boys menstruate? No, no, I don't know. If th- I read that book when I was a kid. I think I missed that part. Well, the Minnesota legislature is considering a bill that would require all public and charter schools to make menstrual products available in school bathrooms, including including boys' bathrooms. Uh, the bill, House File 44, would make it uh, so a school district or charter school must provide students access to the products at no charge. The products must be available in restrooms used by students in grades 4 to 12. Representative Dean Yerdahl, a Republican, proposed an amendment to clarify that the products should be available in restrooms used by female students. This is just about practicality. I believe these products should be uh, most available to those that would use them. Girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, oh, now we're going to make tampons free because boys are using them? Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Right. You're welcome. Well, so I don't even see for a second why this would make any sense to not to the, put these in boys' bathrooms. Uh, because there's no physical well, way ever that a boy well, is going to use it. Bio- biological females that are identifying as males. But not even that. There are men who are transitioning to females that will actually put um, like 
things on a tampon and put them inside their underwear to make it seem like simulate like they're having a period. Oh boy! Well, is- I don't think we need to be a part of that. Yeah, uh, I didn't take into consideration uh, girls who are uh, they're identify yeah, biologically a female, but they're identifying as a male. So we talked to the male bathroom. We've talked about this, the whole situation now. You know whether people can use this bathroom or that bathroom or anything. I saw a video the other day. I believe it was out of Arizona where a woman was uh, uh, videoing herself, and she goes, "I just called the police because a man walked into the woman's bathroom." And I was in there changing. It was in like a uh, gym area. And she goes, I was in changing. My breasts were exposed. And he just walked in and just stood there and was staring at me uh, because he identifies as a female. So they're just letting him in. And she called the cops. And the cops were like, yeah, this is a. This yeah. is a tricky situation. We can't really. Good luck. And they show the guy. The guy was making no effort to yeah. be female whatsoever. It was just an old dude. And he was like, well, let me check out. Yeah. He was going back in the women's bathroom. And she goes, why is nobody stopping him? Yeah. Why is this not happening? I, but, but, but does it make a difference if you go all the way to look like a female, but you're still a male? You know, I, I mean, yeah. I, where, if your intention <laughs> is to go in there and be a creep, it's wrong. If you're a. Somebody who's going there to use the bathroom and then leave because you're living your life as a woman is a big difference. But I would say I, I don't. I have not encountered either. I have not come out of the urinal and seen a woman man in there, a man woman, and and I, if I did, I would be like, "What's up? I don't care." You know what I mean? But I I would imagine it's it's definitely different in the other way around. And yeah, more you... stories like this are gonna happen where men who are just men that that say they identify as a female but really do not are just using that as an opportunity to go be a creep. Yeah, we live in a weird because a weird time. because you don't care because you're you and you can defend yourself. Not that they're going to attack you or anything, but you're confident with whatever you know. But if your wife went in there and some guy goes in my afterwards, daughter. or your yeah. daughter or anything like my that, my daughter comes out of the locker room and says, "There's an old man in there identifying as a woman, and he's just standing there staring at him." I go in and choke that guy out. That's just I, I'm willing to take the pinch on that. I was at the, my daughter's soccer tournament over the weekend, and I was standing outside the bathrooms there, and a guy walked into the women's bathroom, and right away he turns around. He goes, "Oh my god, I am such an idiot." Yeah. He goes, "No urinals, dead giveaway." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Two times in my life, I walked in the bathroom and yeah. I went, "It's weird that they would make it with no urinals." Yeah. And I went, "Oh god!" Yeah. And I ran out. I, I do use the women's bathroom. Like, I, there's a Mexican restaurant over here, and I had to pee so bad, and I went to the door and. It's only a one person saw, and the men's room was locked, and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. And then in the ladies' room, I went by, and it was cranked, it was cracked open a little bit, and the light was off, and I just went, I looked around, and I dipped in like Superman, changed into a phone booth. I <laughs> yeah. looked, but that's around. different. It's I know, I know. So that's the only time. That's the only time I'm ever going into a ladies' bathroom for anything. Yeah. I, I laughed because the guy looked like he had just seen a ghost. <laughs> like, nobody else. I was the only one standing. He turned around right away. He's like, "No urinals, road dead." Yeah, uh, yeah and there, there, there is a. Uh, we have to be. We have to be conscious of this because if guys start taking it, guy, look, I'm a guy. We're all guys here on this side of it, and uh, we're all creeps. And I'm going to be honest. We, we guys are mostly creeps. But I'm not that level of creep where I'm going to stand in a bathroom. Now, you tell me there's a little hole in the wall, I'll take a look. But I'm not going to stand in a ladies, in a ladies room. But think yeah. of how many people, how many guys would if yeah, there's no tons. repercussions. No, all. but there yeah. needs to be repercussions. Like, did you see that guy that was trying to rob the Walgreens the other day and 
Walgreens can't do anything about it, and some kid that was in there just laid the guy out. There comes a point where you have to put your foot down. Now, granted, I'm not there to defend Walgreens, <laughs> but uh, there comes a point where you have to just be like, this isn't happening. Did you see the video of the guy with the knife oh, in yeah. a Walmart? <laughs> yeah. And somebody picked up one of those uh, line, you know, where they have the like the, the theater or whatever. He picked that thing up and hit him oh, in the back. Yeah. I mean, just yeah, knocked yeah. him out cold. Yeah. That Better. guy was a uh, former military. Yeah. He said, oh, my training just took over, and yeah. I had to take him out when he was swinging the knife around. Good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. That's crazy. Brave man. new world, baby. But can he be charged now yes. for Probably. assault? Yes, yeah, probably. Know? But I don't yes, know. That's why Seinfeld went to jail because he didn't help during a crime. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, a mean, good Samaritan act. Yeah. The right. dude had the knife and he starts like swinging the knife at one of the uh, the, the employees. employees. Yeah, and the yeah. guy just slowly just picks up the thing and just goes whack. Yeah, you know where that head. you know where that ain't happening here in Tampa. Yeah. As soon as he starts, the worst thing that's going to happen there is so many people are going to try to shoot that guy. They're going to yeah. shoot other right. people. Yeah, crossfire and mm-hmm. stuff. Never bringing a gun to a knife fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is no sign of five inmates who escaped from the St. Francis uh, County Jail in Farmington, Missouri. The U.S. Marshals are offering rewards uh, for information leading to the arrest of the escapees. Five inmates gained access to the jail's rooftop by using the building's plumbing system. Oh, Shawshank. Yeah, they Shawshanked yeah. it up. Uh, the inmates discarded their orange jumpsuits and were seen on camera wearing white thermal leggings, boxers, and or basketball shorts and T-shirts and stuff. Uh, they were seen in a uh, dark gray 2009 Scion with Missouri temporary tags and no front plates from them around uh, 7 p.m. Uh, the group was last seen on camera driving southbound. Uh, they said, quote, we have a very secure facility. This was human error. That's what happened, said the uh, sheriff, Daniel Bullock. <laughs> and these are not what are they good dudes. Yeah. They are sexual assault and no, all no. kind of stuff. Yeah, like some bad. part of me makes me root for them. Yeah, but these are bad. These are bad yeah. dudes. Yeah, five of them all got away at the same time. That's crazy. Well, they they found a weakness immediately. Right. I don't. Uh, I I you know if you find out it's a guy who's been in there for twenty years for you know committing a, a robbery twenty years ago. I'm like, let them go. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, sexual assault and all that stuff. Those guys are those are bad guys. They need yeah. to be caught. But um, boy, wouldn't that be a good game show? Try to escape from prison. Like we'll give you the out. We'll let you get out of prison. Then you go. Then you get you get twenty four <laughs> hours and see if they can find you. Uh, let me see what they were because they, they actually listed what they were in for. Uh, warrants in three of the inmates, uh, Tucker, Sebastian, Miskin, all known for sex offenders. Uh, yeah, so most of them are sex offenders and uh, a lot of They all stick yeah. together. Yeah, creepy. Well, they put them in a, in a most of the sex offenders together, don't oh, they? Really? Yeah, I think that's what my dad was telling me. He goes, because, uh, they try to like group them by their crimes. Well, that doesn't no, seem they, like a good idea. Well, those guys are targets, aren't targets, yeah. They're yeah, target, like child molesters for yeah. sure, oh, yeah. Okay. Like even, you know, murderers and. All the different be rapists, whatever. If you're a child molester, they're like, oh, well, you're below us. Prison <laughs> justice. Yeah. Uh, 17 days after Tom Brady ended his 40 day retirement last year, Bucks coach, uh, Buc- Buccaneers coach Bruce Arians had stepped down. Three days after the team's 2020 season ended, the Buccaneers announced that eight assistant coaches are leaving with departures led by offensive coordinator Brian Leftwich, who was fired, and quarterbacks coach Clyde Christensen, who retired. It seems that uh, Brady probably will not be back in Tampa for 2023. I don't, we don't think that we were talking about the SAG and I, I don't think he's coming back. No, it's uh, over. Yeah, I think the that key press giveaway. conference and yeah, Plus he's, conference. he's very tight with uh, Clyde Christensen yeah. and the fact that Clyde is retiring and that I assume that's a hey man, we're going to fire you anyways. So you can either retire or right, you know, it's going to go down. Well, that they way. cleaned house, but it was interesting that they kept Todd Bowles, but they fired everybody else. Yeah, well, 
I mean, you can't, I think when you, you hire a coach, you can't fire him the very next year, especially when you did win the division. Like, how do you fire that guy? You didn't win the division. You got lucky and got the division. That's but I mean, you still, you still won the division. It's like, know. how do you fire that guy? You start going to start from after one year because then who the hell is going to come to your team? It's a complete rebuild at this point. After, it's yeah. a complete, they fired all the coaches. They need to fire everybody and then bring in a new head coach and start from there and let him build his his thing. I don't think that yeah. they, Bowles didn't even have that option. He didn't bring in his people. He didn't do, you know. What do you think happens to the Bucks now? Do they get a good quarterback in there and still are a competitive team or do they no. just slip into oblivion? It's, it's over. Yeah. It's I don't over. I don't think so. I think there's going to be so many quarterbacks that are available now. There's really not. Derek Carr is the only guy, the only free agent out there that could be an option and What's the, Aaron Rodgers' situation? I don't think he's I think he's done. He looked like he was done. What about uh Lamar Jackson? We don't He's not under contract, is the, he? The Bucks are like $60 million Listen, over the cap. Jason Light makes stuff work when it has to work. Did you see the so. whole thing with Aaron Rodgers and Gronk? It was pretty interesting. Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers said about uh, that he feels like he could win via MVP again. Yeah. And uh, Gronk said, that's not how you play football. You don't go for MVP. You go for Super Bowls. Yeah. Like, that's the team. Well, you want the team to win. You don't want to be out there by yourself saying, oh, I could get MVP. Oh, good for you, but we're not winning Super Bowl. Yeah. Easy to say when you're not playing, Gronk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brady should have won the MVP last year for one, yeah. not Aaron Rodgers. But, yeah, I don't know. I think this is a knee-jerk overreaction. I think, what? Well, because oh, with, with uh, getting rid of Byron Leftwich, that, that offense, Brady and Jameis both threw for over 5,000 yards in that offense the last four years. And then this year, for whatever reason, injuries, went, it just went right down I, the crapper. I feel like that f- the first year, Brady loved Byron Leftwich. He, yeah. I feel like they worked oh, yeah. great together. I don't, I don't know. There yeah. was a lot the, of talk about uh, Leftwich going to the Steelers as offensive coordinator because Matt Canada, a yeah. lot of people don't like and stuff, but I think they're keeping him. So I don't know where Leftwich, whether but, he winds up as a head coach somewhere or not. I mean, when you get fired, it's not great. But people were looking at him last year as, hey, this guy could be a head coach. He almost or, had the Jacksonville job. Yeah. Or is this Buck's way of attempt to try and keep Brady because they got rid of, you know well, what I mean? Those are all his guys. He's very tight with Clyde Christensen. Yeah. I don't I don't see. I think Brady's out for sure. Yeah. I, I think I, he plays. But I think he's out of here. Yeah, I think he's definitely out of here. For Miami. sure. And also, Miami, San thank, thanks, Brady, but we never knew you. Mm. Like, thank you for what you did here. It was awesome that we got to see the greatest player of all time play here for a couple of years. But it was always like he was on loan anyway. So yeah. I was talking the other day. I, I know he's not going to, but if he goes back and does one year at uh, at the Patriots, I think that'd be the best situation for him and everybody else. And I, if I'm Mac Jones, I, I'm angry about it, but I also got to sit behind Brady for a year. I I think he goes to if depending on how their season pans out, he goes to San Francisco. He's going to want to go somewhere where he can win right away. One he does seem thought, to have, and then Brock Purdy. They love Brock Purdy. That, well, it depends on how that season plays out. If 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 the 49ers lose this weekend against the Cowboys. Yeah. And it's because Brock Purdy throws two interceptions and they don't have a quarterback. They're going to bring Brady in because that team is stacked with a running game, an offensive line, a huge defense. Like, like we were here the exact before thing. with Jameis. Yeah. But, they were the exact he want, but they were saying he doesn't want to be that far away from his kids. That's why yeah. either New York right. or Florida makes the most sense. Well, Miami makes the most sense. Yeah. 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 yeah that too. I mean, I, I don't know. This uh, is what I said was going to happen the entire time. No. The, the, no. You said Brady was never going to no. come. You, didn't, you didn't give us a Super Bowl. Though. Hold on. The, the, <laughs> I said that if you bring in Brady, it's eventually going to crash down, and it's going to crash down fast, and that's what happened. But we won a Super Bowl, so right. it was all worth it. 
I remember Swig said, uh, so if you think Brady's the right choice, it's Super Bowl or nothing. Yeah. And I go, no, I'll be happy with the playoffs. I mean, make the playoffs in the first year and we won the Super Bowl. We won a Super Bowl when we had uh, two division titles, went 12 and 4. Like yeah. the Brady experiment was a 100% overwhelming success. Well, but this was always going to happen. The crash was going to be, look at the, the Rams. The same thing happens. When you push all in, you go on to try and win that Super Bowl. It's just like you bet every, put everything in, it's gonna, all going to come back down. You have to pay the bills eventually. Well, the cry. Kyle Trask years are, uh, yeah. are ahead of us. Now the Bucks are way over the cap because they brought that entire team back last year, which yeah. was unheard of. They went 12-4 and four that year. Really, last year was their their shot, was the window to try and make another run. Yeah. And literally, they were a play away from taking that game to overtime. And they probably go on to win the Super Bowl against now, uh, uh, San Francisco last year. And obviously, I think they would have definitely beat the Bengals last year in the Super Bowl. Well, I, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting and sad. I think at the same time when it all when it oh, all plays they, out, the bandwagon is as quickly <laughs> yeah. as, as quick as it filled up. Be, be able to get those season tickets real cheap again. Yeah, man. it's it's going to empty out real quick and go back to what it's like to be a Bucks fan for the yep. last two decades. Yep. Uh, do not be rude if you're going to Taco Bell. One or more employees at a Taco Bell in Denver are accused of putting rat poison in a rude Whoa. customer's burrito. Yeah, he called 911 after he ate it and had to be rushed to the hospital. That is unbelievable. Oh. Uh, what year did Taco Bell start? Does anybody know? I would have said, looking up? I would have said in the early 80s. In the early 80s? Yeah. Late 70s. No. no. No Taco Bells in Staten Island, but I didn't know of them from California. Uh, it was actually founded in 1962. What? Wow. So, yeah. So, it was in California in 1962. PepsiCo bought them in 1978, and that's when they went nationwide and started really spreading out and doing that. But yeah, even 78 is uh, seems really early. Sure, yeah. I, I remember moving here, going to the Taco Bell on 19 in Port Ritchie, and being amazed by how much you could eat for five dollars. Yeah, I was like, I can go get another burrito for a dollar. I was like, this is wonderful. When they put a Taco Bell near our high school and we could leave to go have lunch, we'd all go to Taco Bell. Like they must have been like, all right, listen. Uh, we need every employee yeah. here during the day because it's crazy. There's a there's a restaurant over here that's in the golf uh, course, uh, the golf clubhouse, mm -hmm. and the kids get out of school and they would go over there and fill that place, and then they stop letting the kids in. Now, I get it because it's a golf uh, you know resort or not resort, but a golf club. What do they call it? golf course? And uh, they don't want all these kids there. But man, I had to tell you the amount of kids that would go over there and the amount of kids that invade the Starbucks over by the kids' school. I want to open up just an after-school restaurant. Right there, oh, yeah. my God, what a moneymaker that would be. That's why, pizza and <clears throat> things like that. That's why when I was younger and I was uh, planning on opening a pizza place, I was going to do it in a college town. Yeah. Just do it right there, you know, and do just specials on draft beer. Yeah. You know, you'd make so much money. That's all college kids yep. eat, pizza yep. and beer. Do it. Uh, this is pretty ironic. A drunk thief tried to steal from a church in Mexico last weekend. But uh, in the dark, he tripped on a statue of St. Michael, the archangel, and fell on the angel's sword, yep, injuring his neck. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. He was caught and taken to a clinic where he was treated for the wound. St. Michael, the patron saint of police officers. <laughs> there you go. The Lord works in mysterious ways. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the price of eggs are crazy. They're so high that people are apparently trying to sneak them across the border from Mexico, <laughs> where they are a lot cheaper. Mm. Uh, listen. 
I wanted to get chickens last year, and you guys told me not to get chickens. I could be in the uh, black market egg dealer right now. Hundred percent. You don't eat eggs. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I said dealing. I could have be. De- I could have <laughs> been selling my eggs right now, making a fortune. And mm-hmm. there's someone kind of close to you in Geo that um, that actually sell eggs out of their like. Um, oh, out of their house. Yeah, and they just have like a cooler at the front of their driveway, and it's basically you know an honor system. Leave five bucks, take a carton of eggs. Oh, and, really? Yeah, and you can text them. Um, you know, wait, wait, if, like, if if you want eggs and they don't have them out there, you can text them and be like, "Hey, are there any eggs? Where's the uh, eggs? Will you let me are go." They, but are they refrigerated? <clears throat> they just sitting out there. In the they're sun. in the cooler with ice. Oh, all right. Yeah. I uh, all right. I bought wood from one of those people the other day. Yeah. A guy chopping wood and, and uh, selling it. I, I thought, okay, that's. The, but that's the best way know. to do it. Yeah, I think you're going to start seeing a lot more of that yeah. as time goes on. Support these local. Next couple of years. There's always the guy that sells jumbo shrimp out of his car, right? That there. makes sense. That, yeah. No, There's always people stopping on the side of the road, though. Yeah, it's so weird. Joe, the shrimp guy, has shrimp in his car too, but he has a refrigerated car. Yeah. So I, I mean, I feel but great you know what about I'm that. Talking about like right yeah, at I see him all the time. Yeah. yeah. I always see a guy who's selling like uh, tomatoes and I don't know avocados, cucumbers, stuff like on the side of the road. Yeah. He just has his truck and a little <laughs> tent set up. You know. I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to do a little web series called "What's Up with That." What's up with that? What's up with that? Um, there's like the guys in the van who are always selling turtles. What's up with that? Yeah, yeah. The there, used green a, van, there used to be a lady that uh, sat there right on Dale Mabry that would sell turtles, and I'm like, you were like, what's up with that? That's drugs. <laughs> yeah, I think it it's a front for a drug yeah, operation. Probably, yeah. I, yeah. So I, my Can mother, I get a snapping turtle. <laughs> <laughs> that means cocaine. My mother yeah. told me when she was a kid, they used to make these little turtles. They were the size that make them. They used to sell these little turtles. They were size of a quarter. And you'd get them and you keep them in a little bowl, yeah. and everybody had them. Then they found out they were carrying like salmonella, and they were poisoning everybody, and then they went away. Now I just think that uh, that news hasn't gotten to Florida yet, so they're just turtle ladies just out selling turtles. <laughs> so I looked at it and I said, "What's up with that?" The sun kills it, kills yeah. the salmonella. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, so someone looked at uh, Google data and found the uh, five most popular Super Bowl party foods in America. I have the top five here in no particular order. Subs. Uh, subs, no. Chicken, chicken wings. wings. No. What? what? Fried chicken. No. Sliders. No. Not You're those. talking about the football Super Bowl. Super Bowl party foods in America for the football Super Bowl. So chips yes, and dip, are we, at that, are we at that level? Chips and salsa. Okay. That is in Pizza. there, yes. Pizza, no. What? This is not America. Not going, this is according I mean, to Google. On. You made it. I'm not going to this party. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you will. Nachos. Well, we got chips and salsa. Okay. Oh, uh, beef burgundy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I, mean, right. I don't know. I'm naming all the right foods. Uh, fish and chips. Corn, Cornish hens. Ooh, what corned beef it? hash. I mean, are you guys going to take this serious? Or not? <laughs> <laughs> Hamburgers and hot dogs. No. Hot dogs is not on the list? No. I mean, French fries. No. Nachos? Jesus Christ, how many times do we have to say? <laughs> Did I say salsa, it not oh. uh, Spinach artichoke dip. No. Pan-seared salmon. Hmm. No. Mozzarella sticks. Shrimp and grits. Meatballs. No. Guacamole. Chips and salsa, we said. Tater tots. I'm not going to this yeah, party. Yeah, this is a horrible yeah, party. Out. And chili. This is Moe's party. Uh, yeah. This is Moe's party. Yeah. But then I got some shrimp from a guy in a van. This isn't one party, though. This isn't like one party. These are the most popular things. So you may have hamburgers and hot dogs, mm. but you also have some guacamole. I don't want any of that yeah. stuff at my party. No. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't, don't even want like Chips and salsa, meatballs, <laughs> yeah. chili, tater tots, all yeah. good. I mean, meatballs. You can save your guac. 
Mm-hmm. Meatballs, meatballs yes. are good if they're little oh, with toothpicks and you yes. make them in a, a crock in the pot. Jam, yeah. With the jam, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the grape jelly. So good. I did the uh, meatball sliders. Remember, I had the meatball sliders. I had the I wings. Remember, yeah. I had the uh, queso dip with the with the meat, ground uh, beef, taco beef in I there. I ate all of those chicken yeah. wings. <laughs> it was so, so good, right? So good. <laughs> so easy, too. Super uh, easy. Picking I was thinking about having a Super Bowl party, but then I thought, who really cares? Oh, it's a good time eh, to get no. together. Spend no, time then with I want everybody to get out at a certain time. Well, I got to work the next day. Yeah. So you get to do gambling and stuff. Yeah. It's fun. All right, you still don't have yeah. that Monday off. No. And that I mean, Monday still yeah. isn't a holiday yet. Yeah, move no. Halloween to a Saturday and move yeah. Super Bowl Monday to a holiday. Those are the two things that need to Or Super Bowl Sunday. on a Saturday. Yeah, they still won't do that for whatever reason. Yeah. Crazy. It has the same Super Bowl Saturday, yeah. Yeah. Super Bowl Sunday. It still works. Right. Idiots. And then keep that cool uh, flag football. Pro Bowl on Sunday. Did you see that? I'll well, never see did that. Did you see who the coaches are? The Mannings? No. no. Oh, who? The coaches for the new Pro Bowl flag football. Snoop Dogg. Yeah, of course. Out. And, and Martha Stewart, probably. No. no. And Pete Davidson. Ugh. What? What does he have anything to do with football? Throw the football. I just saw that yesterday. Can you believe him with Snoop? I can tell you. I can tell you the greatest thing about it though is the uh, the skills competition is great. I love that. I love that. That's what the greatest QB challenge they would do. That. Do you ever see the uh, QB challenge where the one guy was totally winning? Uh, there is like no way anybody can beat him except for Marino if he got like perfect score and Marino goes out and just drills it. And the guy was like, he goes, I wasn't Dan Marino. I wasn't making Dan Marino money and I was going to win $75,000 yeah. or whatever it was. Marino goes out and they're like, they're like, there's no way Marino just boom drills it. And Marino actually gave the guy like 25 yeah. grand or something yeah. to be Marino! cool. Yeah. Did, did oh, you see so good. Uh, Matt Fernandez? I wish I, I don't want to screw it up. He had the best wording ever. He said, uh, "We didn't deserve to have Brady here. We are, we have become the Pete Davidson of football. Yeah. <laughs> like we dated a girl that was way too hot for us. Uh, I thought that was the best the best way to put it. I don't hate Pete Davidson. I like Pete Davidson. I think he's uh, okay. What he I just think that the the media made us hate him by shoving him in our face so much. But I just don't think he's funny. This? Like, tell me one funny thing he's done." Uh, I I liked his stand up when he was young. I thought he was a funny stand up, and uh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's particularly. He's particularly funny. I just think I don't he's, think he's funny. I don't think he's a good actor. I don't think he was good in sketches. I he's ugly. I he's weird to look at. <laughs> like, I don't like I look at. He lied to us about uh, yeah. being on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He That's did what lie bothers to me. I kind of like the uh, King of Staten Island. But that was good. But Bill, Bill Burr is the yeah. best part of the movie. Yeah, I, I, well, then you like Judd Apatow. Yeah. You know, like he's the one who did it. It's I don't like know. He wrote that. Yeah, you're right. I, I, yeah, I didn't see the movie because he's in it, and I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to see it. I, yeah. mean, I just, I just don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. There's a lot of people I'm sure that feel that way. So, uh, uh, today is National Cheese Lovers Day. Oh Carmen. my God, I love uh, cheese. Oh yeah, a lot of people uh. love cheese. I'm telling you right now, if you've not been to that cheese please over there on McDill, you should go. It's good. It's good. You got a little cheese plate, a little oh. charcuterie board. Joe, you'd love it. Oh, Leave love it sit out for a while. <laughs> uh, a study is looking for people to eat cheese every night for three months to see if there's any truth to the theory that cheese before bed causes nightmares. Oh, God. Yeah, uh, you'll be paid $1,000. So if you want to get involved uh, in that. I'm in. 
or just you know eat cheese like a normal human. Yeah, don't wail on it every night before you go to <laughs> What's bed. What's the problem with eating cheese is that it backs up your system. That's yeah, the issue. clogs yeah. up your uh, your pipes. I don't yeah. know how you guys are. I think I might be lactose intolerant because if I eat cheese, especially before bed, I'm gassy, and the next day I do not feel good at yeah. all. Oh, I'm yeah. guinea. I'm, I gotta get eat cheese through my nose, mm-hmm. and then what happened? I, I love cheese. But the problem is the same thing with it. Like my wife made this uh, this pasta soup thing last night, but I put so much cheese on it now my left hand oh, is yeah. swollen up like oh. Hellboy. <laughs> best cheese, sharp cheddar, maybe goat cheese. Uh, goat che- I like feta cheese; it's probably oh, the best. Yeah. Dude, I'll, 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 I don't. I mean, there's very, dude. My friend Joe Russell does a show called The Cheese Show on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And I uh, got to tell you, they're both very likable. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. Is exactly, Galvin. That's I'm not. If you just search Cheese Show on YouTube, you could watch. It's him and his wife. And they just sit in front of a little uh, screen and they che- and they test the cheese out. And some of them are gross and some of them are great. But some of them have been so good that I've ordered cheese from the farms that they're getting them from in upstate New York. And they're really good. And what do you know about cheese? Like when you go to the store, you get, like you said, feta, blue cheese. But there's so many cheeses out oh, there yeah. until somebody tells you. The other, the other night. I had fried brie at oh, a yeah. restaurant. Yeah. I showed I showed oh. that to my wife. I go, oh man, you got to find yeah. out where Carmen got this. Oh, man, it's, it's right down the street from your house. It's like this little bistro grill. Nice, and it had a strawberry habanero oh. sauce on top. Doing it right. <laughs> so Doing it my right. wife. Yeah. Um, I think I've said this before. My wife is the worst cook in the history <laughs> of the planet. Yeah. But she makes uh, a baked brie with that kind of uh, that honey Thai sauce or whatever. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, it's so funny because my brother was like, uh, "Hey, tell your wife, let's make a couple of those breeze for yeah. for Christmas Eve." Like he wants to know what's happening. Uh, you were saying about uh, Joe and his wife doing the uh, the cheese show. The his wife has a little bit of a Mia Khalifa look to her. Right? She does. She does. She's yeah. like like if, a cute. If Mia cute Khalifa sister. had not done porn, yes, yeah. it's Joe Russell's wife. That's Very so funny. Cute yeah, sister. They, they're uh, they're just a cute couple, and they, he's an editor for uh, television. <laughs> And she is, uh, I don't know what she does. Does but, great video stuff. Yeah. There's a point in your life where you make a decision. Do I go cheese or porn? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he, he went the cheese route. Uh, but if you just go to YouTube and search Cheese Show, you can you can see it on there. And it's just uh, it's just them talking about cheese. So don't expect anything more. Uh, tomorrow is National Use Your Gift Card Day. Everybody got all those oh. gift cards, all the stuff. I still have Toys R Us gift cards. What can I do with those? <laughs> uh, I think you can use those online. Online, okay. yeah. I was yeah. going to say, yeah. So yeah. Saying they don't take them at 7-Eleven? No. Uh, there is, oh, what was it called? Kangaroo card or something like that? There is a place where they'll give you money. So you say, I have $25 at uh, Toys R Us, and they're like, all right, we'll give you 20 for it. And oh, you can just okay. get cash for it and do that. I don't know. Uh, Kmart. I, oh, no. There's no more Kmart. Kmart. Yeah, this is from 2008. Sorry, I just read the first one. No, but there was a, it was something like Card Kangaroo yeah, or something. Yeah, I do remember hearing about that. I used to see commercials for it. I don't know if it's still around. I mean, just Google, how do I sell my gift cards? You know, do it that way. Don't meet somebody in a parking lot. That would probably be bad <laughs> for you. Uh, but yeah, so everybody who has all the gift cards and stuff, uh, tomorrow's the day you're supposed to use them. You don't well, have to. I, I have, I, in my house, I get gift cards, put them in my desk, and then find them two years later. That's my mm-hmm. gift card day. Uh, Carmen, can I get a little tippity tippity taps? Oh. Rock and roll Hall of Fame musician and part seal, or part. <laughs> uh, David Crosby has died at the age of 81. The musician was a founding member of the Birds. Uh, but of course, is best known for his work with the uh, as a member of Crosby, Stills, and Nash, 
with them uh, sometimes expanding with Neil Young as well. There. I broke so, the news. Yeah. Gio broke the news, put it out there, and uh, I get some points. Son of a bitch. Yeah, you do. Uh, so I get first to go. I get Hall of Fame and, of course, his uh, age. He was never a guest, right? We no, never he had... never get Graham Nash was on, but never uh, Crosby. So kicking off our death pool... Which we uh, now? Can I ask you what made you pick him? Did you have some information, or did you just think he's yeah, old? Yeah, he was he was sick yeah. for a while. He showed up on a lot of when you like if you Google celebrities who yeah. are sick, he showed up on a lot of the lists. And he was yeah, he had uh, some illness before whatever. Plus old and yeah, any of those guys that are this old that did that yeah. many drugs when right. they were younger, there's got to be something wrong. Like I picked Neil Young one year just because he was old and mean looking. Uh, so I get the first points on the board with 114 points. Congratulations for David Gallagher. Crosby. I have to tell you, in the early uh, stages of doing this death pool, usually the people who got the first pick were really like a shoe in to win. But in the last couple of years, it's not been the case. Could so. be anything, yeah. Could be uh, anything. True or false, I saw David Crosby on one of those uh, escalator walkways in Universal. True. <laughs> that is true. Really? So many men and women look like David Crosby. <laughs> How do you know? It, it is true. And I literally went. David Crosby and just pointed at him and he waved like that and just kept on going. Hard, hard for him to not be noticed. Uh, yeah. yeah. When I saw Kimbo Slice at Universal, I did the same thing. Yeah. Hey, Kimbo Slice. He went like this. Yeah. I, sometimes that's your. I saw Lawrence Taylor one time and I go, hey, Lawrence Taylor. And he goes, hey. Yeah. Oh, that's just a weird thing. Didn't bother me. Hey, Kimbo Slice. He just gave me the fist up in the air. Can you uh, name any David Crosby songs, not Crosby, Stills, Nash, or and, and including Young? No, his solo stuff, I could not. Not no. a chance. Me either. And this is the. I mean, I like did he have the voice of an angel? Yeah. I can tell you uh, one of my favorite songs of all time is Stephen Stills' solo, uh, Treetop Flyer. It's a great song. Uh, good luck finding uh, a uh, uh, regular version of it. They have like a weird uh, like demo version. And all lives. This, yeah, and a bunch of live, yeah. I saw Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young at uh, Emily Arena oh, yeah. some years ago. And Neil Young's just a weirdo. Yeah. They all came out and sang, and they sound beautiful together. Yeah, and this is harmonies. great. And then um, Neil Young, they'd all talk, and Neil Young would be like, hey, nice to be here in Tampa. You guys got some nice trains over here. Oh, yeah. Were, see the, the trains? trains? And then they just talk about the trains, and then I was like, yeah, sing a song, weirdo, man. <laughs> Listen to that. It's just it's all dudes. <laughs> If you listen to any of the uh, the birds, which uh, Crosby was in, yeah. uh, one of the original members, you'll hear the influence on Tom Petty. Really? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. I love it. I got to listen to these guys more. Yeah, when somebody dies, that is when you it's appreciate with their music. Yeah. yeah, my fat finger hit the wrong one. Well, usually their music like shoots up the charts oh, yeah. like, right after. Oh, yeah. This is... I mean, this is definitely dated, though. Oh, but it's still so good. No, it's not bad. It's great, but you still hear the 60s. Yeah. But couldn't you hear Tom Petty playing this? I mean, just that right there. Yeah. That beginning open. And this is that guy? He was the yeah. singer in this band. <laughs> Sleeping and there ain't no place that 
Well, there you go. David Crosby, who is famous for what? Singer and what else? Uh, he was the uh, sperm donor for Melissa Etheridge and her uh, girlfriend for their kid. Oh. So what if you had to have a sperm donor, who would you want? Like, they clearly were able to pick anybody that they wanted because they went after David Crosby right. because of his... I guess his, uh, you know, musicianship, maybe his demeanor. Yeah. They're friends with them. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, certainly weren't going for looks. <laughs> you were definitely were not going for looks. He's not a uh, he's not a great looking guy. Yeah, and well, did he, he want to be a part of the child's life? So he was like financially helping. Not that he, they needed it or anything. But no, I mean, so so her and I think what Julie Julie Cipher is her is her partner, know. and they Melissa Etheridge is very rich, so. But now, if you if I if I had a lesbian couple friend, I do have a couple of lesbian couple friends. If they said, "Hey, would you donate your sperm so that we could have a child?" Part of me would be like, "Oh, I'd I'd be honored to." And then the other part would be like, "Well, wait a second. Then I gotta watch this kid grow up across the street from me. Do I get to have any part of it?" Do you life? let him know that I was the right. sperm donor? I mean, or... the whole world knows, so that kid's gonna know. You yeah, know what that, I mean? Yeah, certainly. I'm talking about your situation. Yeah. And she has, uh, Melissa Etheridge has four children, it says yeah, here. Not all from David Crosby, I don't think. It, um, I don't know, because they have different last names. Maybe they kept reusing it. There's two Etheridge and two Cypher children. Uh, the first question is, do I get to do it the old-fashioned one? <laughs> <laughs> and will both of you be there? I don't, I, I don't know that... Uh, I don't know that I'd want that. I don't know that I could be able to see. Yeah. Like, I've talked about it before with 23andMe. If somebody came knocking on my door and said, hey, I 23andMe, I found out you're my dad, and I had no knowledge, I would feel terrible for not being in their life, but because that kid would have to be over 20 years old. Yeah. And then I'd be like, but, hey, come on in. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, So uh, in this case, I just wouldn't want to know, especially if it's like right across town. You know, I'd be like, so, hey, yeah, what, Carmen? Oh, I was going to say, so two of her kids, Bailey and Beckett. Are from David Cosby? Yes, and then two are from somebody else. Oh, so they Neil said Yonder. today that their, their father died? Yeah. Or I would imagine they don't really have a relationship with him. Biological father. Because right. she, she posted on um, Instagram, I'm grieving the loss of my friend and Bailey's and Beckett's biological father. I, I would imagine that they've met him and they know. I mean, obviously, like we said, everybody knows that it. it's in the media and everything. So I'm sure that they probably met him and talked to him at least and were friendly and, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I just a, hope so. it's not a weird bad. It's just weird. It's yeah. just, no, it's it's just weird. yeah. It's so it's weird. I don't know that I'd want to be so close to my kids and not be able to have them as kids. Because you may, you may just like when you bring a dog home, you're like, we're just gonna keep this dog for a couple of days, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're like, well, now we love the dog, right? You know what I mean? Foster any, fail. Did he have any children? I don't know. Probably, probably. Oh yeah. Uh. Well, it, they list uh, those two mm-hmm. as yeah. his uh. children. And then he also has, yeah, a couple other kids. Carmen, so you find out Chatty Daddy yeah, can't, yeah. Uh, he's just firing blanks. Okay. You're going to go to a sperm <laughs> donor, who would? You, but you get to pick, like Melissa Etheridge, who would you pick? Um. Oh, like anyone in the world? Well, yeah. like, yes, yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, who would be your top choice? Like, oh. wasn't it, wasn't it, uh, what, was it Always Sunny or somebody that went after Tom Brady? One of the sitcoms was, like, trying to get Tom Brady's sperm. Because he could, they were like, if we're gonna get sperm for a baby, we're gonna get the best sperm. Ever. So they try to get Tom Brady. I think that's new new movie eighty for Brady. No, no, they were getting, they wanted Lily Tom was trying yeah. to get it. <laughs> no, I, it might have been uh, an HBO show or something. I don't know, but I remember that was a plot of something. Uh, Ted, 
Oh what, yeah, Ted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, but who, Carmen? Who are you and Chatty Daddy yet? Oh man. Um, Do you keep it on the dark side? It's funny because yeah. I I think I know immediately. But go ahead, Carmen. So I mean, my personal, I would go Drake. But I know but that's. But is that a hard time? Because you're like, I'm gonna go Drake. I would rather date but, Drake than you, but I can't get Drake, so I'm gonna just get you and Drake's baby. Well, so Chad would definitely rather go the sports route because I'm athletic, and if we get an athletic person, that's you know they have a better no loose knees, which chance. is who I thought you would say, D Wade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but because you get the height, you get he looks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but even then. Uh, you got to think, you go LeBron James or Michael Jordan even at that point. But then, but see, Chad's sport is football, so he'd want his kid to play football, so he would lean more towards a football player. Warren Sapp. (laughs) I I feel like I love football too, but I think if I'm going to do it, I get somebody really smart. I think I just go way past the sports and I go to somebody super smart. Yeah, no, get... but with my brain, that just cancels each other out. And then they're just <laughs> mediocre anyway. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> that's get, uh, get Fitzmagic, one of the guys who went to Harvard. Yeah, yeah, that's your yeah. little Alex Kalorn action. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, uh, so David Crosby dead. Speaking of the death pool, local law enforcement made contact with Spanish's pick, Kevin Nash, oh, man. Yeah. after he hinted at having suicidal thoughts earlier in the week, thankfully, the WWE legend stated that he has no plans to harm himself. Thankfully, yes. Uh, I don't, I, you don't, you don't know. I mean, he clearly put that out there and he's, he, you get that feel. I can't even fathom what that's like. And I'm sure there's plenty of people listening in this audience who for some reason or another lost a child. And uh, I don't even, it's the worst possible. I would much rather die than have one of my kids die. It was on his uh, Click podcast where he said, quote, today is week, uh, today is week 12 that I lost my boy week 12. Uh, Nash said, time flies when you got a gun in your mouth. I mean, time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. I mean, you say something like that. You're, you're asking for help. You're saying, hey, uh, you know, he's, he probably doesn't realize it, but he's asking for help because he's probably so tore up inside that he doesn't know what to do. And then on top of that, to be a guy as big as he is and as tough as he is, he's got to have a hard time dealing with these emotions and and sharing that with other people. I I don't know him very well, but I I would imagine that he's got can't just pick up the phone, imagine calling X-Pac and be like, I can't believe how sad I am. And X-Pac's like, it'll be okay, bro. That's not what you want, you know? I don't know that he has a significant other uh, to talk to. He needs a hug. I'm not hugging him. I'd hug him. Uh, I just saw him the other day in uh, John Wick. Remember, he's the doorman that uh, he comes up and uh, doesn't kill him. He goes, why don't you take the night off? And he goes, thank you very much, Mr. Wick. (laughs) Uh, Carmen, is that our guest on the hotline? Maybe. Oh, okay. You want me to just answer? Oh, all right. Looks like they're gone. Uh What happened? Are they using Opal? No. No, We can't dial out. I'm just going to answer it. Hello? Hello? Welcome to the Mike Kelta Show. Hey, Mike, it's Brad. Brad, you're live on the air. I had to answer it live because we're having problems over our phone. How are you, buddy? I wish you would. I, you know what? If you would have told me, I would have been like, I've, I would have done my, uh, I don't know. Uh, my crank, crank call. Kind of <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Brad Meltzer, our longtime friend and only author that we really know. You know what we always say when you're on the phone? We go... It's the only author that uh, that we have on the show, even though Stephen King is an hour away and writes about us in books, uh, he still hasn't come on the show. So um, we know we have at least two in our realm, but only one that actually talks to us. 
Uh, I'll take that any day. I was going to say, I'm not sure it's that you won't talk to Stephen King. I think it may be the other way around. Exactly. Exactly. A hundred percent. Um, I, I, I also want to ask you this, uh, I was explaining that I've known you for some time now, uh, through, through the show, like Brad and I have never hung out, but, uh, there is something about you that is so honest and likable on top of you being talented at what you do. Okay. Uh, but what is it about you that everybody loves? I mean, Jesus, when you do publicity for uh, a book, you're on everything from in studio with Fox News to uh, the Kelly Clarkson show. I mean, you get you get access to everything. Uh, you know what? It's the kindness of friends. And, and the truth is, is I think having the History Channel TV show helped me. That's the honest answer, as honest as I can be. Once you once they give you your own TV show, you have access to shows that you otherwise would not do as a novelist. And I always would say, you know, hey, listen, I'll give you a good interview. I'll tell you amazing secrets about the government. And they'd be like, sure you will. And then I'm like, go on the History Channel. They're like, hey, come and tell us all your secrets. So, <laughs> you know, I wish it were more complex than that, but it's just nice people looking out for me, like yourself. I mean, I know you for all these years. I don't put, you know, strangers in the books. I made, you know, I, I gave you a good cameo because I love, you know, when we talk and you talk about how your kids like the book and you like the book. It's yeah. fun for me. Do you know that uh, uh, you put a picture up the other day? Now, I, I would assume from the picture that the guy that was si- sitting next to you on the plane was reading your book. And do you say to him, hey, by the way, I wrote that book? Let me tell you. So how crazy was that? You saw that on our Instagram? Yeah. So the best part was the first time that ever happened. To me. I was on a plane and I saw a person reading the book. This is the very first time. And I was so excited. It was my very first book out. And I ran up to the person and I immediately said, what do you think of that book? And as the words tumbled out of my mouth, I realized that's such a loaded question, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, no. <laughs> and so they said they really loved it. I was like, great. And, and now I'm so excited. The person was sitting in front of me, diagonally one seat to the left. And I peer through in the middle of the flight. I'm like, well, let me see as I entertain this person. And I look through the, the little opening in the seats. And the person is dead asleep with my book. On the <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. It's a disaster. So this guy was great. He was, I mean, he literally sat down uh, right in my row, and I was laughing my butt off. It was great. I, I got I to tell you, anytime I go to the airport, I see um, your books everywhere. And you get great placement. People love them. And I, I would think that I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't have a lot of time to sit on the couch reading, but when I fly, that's what I want to do. And uh, they really give you some good some good placement in the airports. Uh, they do, and you know what the best part is? My family and friends will move every book to a better spot. Yeah, <laughs> I've done that. I've done that with Yankee hats. I put them in front of Boston Red Sox hats yeah. every time. Uh, we're talking to Brad Meltzer. You may not have uh, you may have seen Brad on a number of shows in the last couple of weeks. He's got a new book out called The Nazi Conspiracy, which is about Kanye West and his hate for the Jewish people. Yeah. And this is a very timely book, Brad. <laughs> Uh, you know what? It's not. I mean, is it really that far off? Uh, I mean, this is a book that's about the secret plot. It's a true story. It's a crazy story about the secret plot to kill Winston Churchill, Joseph Stalin, and Franklin Delano Roosevelt at the height of World War II. It's a moment in the book when the war is really starting to turn. The Nazis have invaded the Soviet Union. Stalin needs help. He's like, you know, you got to invade into the invasion of Normandy. And this, the big three is what they call Churchill, Stalin, and FDR. Need to get together, look each other in the eye, and they go to Tehran, Iran, of all places. Oh. And what's so great is the uh, right. Who wants to be there? But FDR gets suckered into being there, and and his motorcade 
is coming down the center of the city. Everyone's craning their neck because they want to see the president who's now flown across and moved and taken boats across the entire world. And they're all waving at the president. President's waving back. And Mike, what nobody knows is that that's not the president in the motorcade. It's a Secret Service decoy. And the real FDR is across town. He's ducked down and hiding in the back seat of a beat-up sedan, racing through the side streets because they're worried that a Nazi assassin is about to murder him. And that is, I just ruined chapter one. <laughs> for you. you say that, but I, now you, you, you really bring people into the story now. You're like, and you get, and you get so excited about it that it makes me excited to want to read it. Um, I, I, how, how the, the thing that I love about you is the, the amount of research that you put into these things and the access that you're given to write these. And then you constantly, I, I haven't read this obviously, but they said there's a, a subplot within the plot. That's what I always love. The nice, the nice twist that get me all fired up. Oh, this one. Ha- I mean, listen, it's Nazis, right? Yeah. So we have the, it's like Indiana Jones. I hate these guys, right? Yeah. Like, so we have the best crazy Nazi stories. There's a guy in the book, and again, this is all true. It's nonfiction. It really happened. There's a Nazi in the book named Otto Skorzeny. And Otto Skorzeny is a, be- a special operations fighter for Hitler. And he gets a call one day to go to Hitler's uh, secret headquarters, which has the nickname the Wolf's Lair. And you know you're in trouble when the word lair is in the title. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, this is not this is not the party house in Berlin. And so yeah. He goes to see Hitler, and Hitler is bringing together all of his top uh, special operations fighters. He's lining them up in this big room. He wants to find the best one. He puts them in a room shoulder to shoulder, and Hitler quizzes them with one question. He says, what do you think of Italy? And they all are kissing the bosses, you know, rear end and saying, oh, we'll fight with Italy to the death. We're going to destroy the United States. And Otto Skorzeny shouts above everybody else. I'm from Austria, my Fuhrer. And he's gambling here because he knows Adolf Hitler's from Austria. Right. And a true Austrian actually actually really resents Italy because in the First World War, Italy took a key piece of Austria and never gave it back. And in this moment, Adolf Hitler turns to Otto Skorzeny. He's like, you're my guy. And he sends him on a secret mission. I won't ruin this part of the book, but he sends him on a secret mission that's so crazy, that's so bananas, it's like Nazis coming, falling from the sky. They expect an 80% casualty rate. Everyone's going to die. But this moment's so bananas that my co-writer and I, Josh Mensch, asked the editor, we said, we need to put an actual photograph in the book of this moment because people will not believe this is true unless they see it with their own eyes. And you will see what Otto Skorzeny does on this day and how he earns the nickname the most dangerous man in Europe. It's the craziest Nazi story you've never heard. I love it. I love the I love the cliffhanger that you leave it there for people to run out and check it out. How do you get access to this information? How are you like what made you decide what did you find out that you were like, we gotta explore this and write about this? Yeah, I mean listen, first of all, it's an assass- a triple assassination by the Nazis at the height of World War Two. But that why is, why is it that we don't it, we don't really hear about it a lot, but you knew about it? Like how do you how do you hear about this and yeah. realize this is has substance to it? Yeah, I found it in an online article, this little short half page, page long article, but the reason you don't know about it, and that's the that's the right question, right? How does this story's so awesome, how do we not know it? When FDR comes back from this meeting, he's like, The meeting went great. And by the way, the Nazis tried to murder us. He says it's at the White House press conference. And everyone's like, of course, you know, puts it in. It's in every newspaper in the country. It's the biggest story out there. And then guess what happens soon after that? The invasion of Normandy. 
150,000 men stormed the beaches, a million more standing by for successive waves. And in that moment, this story in the Nazi conspiracy becomes a footnote to history until a nerd like me comes along and says, wait, what's, what's that story, man? That guy tried, they tried to kill the president. And, and that's why you don't know about it. But the thing to me, Mike, is, you know, when Josh and I sit down to write these books, I know it's cool and titillating to say, hey, you know, there's a triple assassination plot to kill FDR and Stalin and Churchill. But we always say, what's the book really about? Mm-hmm. And to me, you know, one of the things when we saw, you know, you mentioned Kanye West. Like when we saw Kanye West doing that, when we saw Nazis marching in Charlottesville, you know, we're like, I can't believe that there are Nazis here in America in yeah. modern times. But when we, were, when we were researching the book, we found, and this is true also, that back in World War II, there was a Nazi rally in Madison Square Garden. Wow. In New York City. You know, 20,000 20, Nazis were there, not to watch a Knicks game, but to cheer. They had a big, giant banner of George Washington surrounded by swastikas. The first speaker at the rally said that if George Washington were alive today, he'd be friends with Adolf Hitler. Jesus. So why are we fighting Nazis in 2023? Because they never left. World yeah, War II yeah. not that long ago. And if you think about it, Anne Frank was born the same year as Barbara Walters. It's not that long ago. And, and so to me, you know, we tell these stories so we don't relive them. And, and to me, they, you know, Adolf Hitler, you know, riled up all those Germans and told them, those people are responsible for your problems. You know, those people are the reason that your, your life is not as good as it once was. And to me... You hear those words, those people. It's a code. It's always a code. It could be the Jewish people, and it could be the black community. It could be the gay community, the immigrant community. Pick whatever minority group you want. Those people is a code. And to me, the American dream is not about making money. It's about when you see someone being bullied, when you see someone being picked on, you use your voice and you say enough enough already it's hard it's hard to do man that uh, that's why heroes are made uh, when the, the people who actually step up and are able to do that those those are the heroes by the way a, an entire series of those uh heroes uh brad Meltzer is responsible for two in children's books uh and uh i i, I have to say i enjoy that uh my kids love the books but i get a lot every time we have you on or mention that you're going to be on the show we get a bunch of uh emails from people who say that because of the show they introduce the books to the kids and the kids love them uh, they, you have the I Am John Lewis book uh, that is out. Is that the newest one? Yeah, and I don't know if you know this. John Lewis was one of the first supporters of the Ordinary People Change the World series. He really liked our I Am Rosa Parks book. And when we did I Am Martin Luther King Jr., he was the advisor on the book. And my only regret, Mike, is I never got to tell him we were doing a book on him. Uh, his book is all about teaching. His book is all about teaching You know, your kids and, and your nieces and nephews how to get in good trouble, what he called necessary trouble, using right. your voice to speak up when you see injustice. The, uh, they had a, a day at my daughter's school where you got to dress up as a character from her book, and she went as Rosa Parks after reading after reading that book, um, which was interesting oh. for a, a white family with an Italian and a half-Jew wife trying yeah. to figure out a Rosa Parks <laughs> outfit for, uh, for my daughter. Uh, th- so you could find all of this stuff at bradmelcher.com, including this book, The Nazi Conspiracy. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, if you haven't picked up a book in a while and you want something that's a fun, easy uh, read, and not somebody talking down to you, uh, really writing in a, a voice that you want to read, uh, check out Brad Melcher's uh, his books. 
and uh, check out the Nazi conspiracy because at the end of it, you feel good. You learn a little bit about history and you read a really good novel. Brad, you know we love having you on the show. It's always good to uh, to talk to you, and I'm so glad that you keep turning these out. I just can't believe if somebody hasn't taken one of your early works and turned it into a movie yet. No, I know. And by the way, can I just tell you, my son, I, I got to tell you this because I haven't told the story to anyone yet, but you're my brother. My son, who's 21 years old, just finished the book. He loved it. You know what he says to me, though? He's like, the one thing about the ending, though, is he's like, I kind of wanted FDR and Stalin and Churchill to die. <laughs> actually, that way, I'm like, I'm like, I said, what do you want me to do? Like Tarantino this whole thing and kill everybody? <laughs> I, I love the fact that I'm raising like such bloodlust in my house. But he obviously, if you know someone who loves history or you want to download the audio book or the ebook, you can get it in that version, too. Do you feel like we're cheating when we listen to audiobooks? Because I do like that better, and I find me I have more time in the car than I do to just pick up a book and listen. And I also, I, do you read the books? Is you're, are you doing it? I don't do it. My buddy Scott Brick does it, who has, like, the best baritone, so he makes me sound far tougher than I am. But uh, I, I those count, man. I Listen, we're Floridians. We're in the car all the time. Download yeah. the audiobook in one second, and, and you're, you know, we'll entertain you for days i i think audiobooks are awesome i really do i think they're like a full it's like watching a movie in your head yeah that's the thing you're creating it uh, the imagination is still there uh the book is called the nazi conspiracy it's available everywhere especially airports uh grab it and uh thank you for i'm going to tell you this every time thank you for putting me in the book i absolutely am honored by that it's one of the great things that people tell me at all the time that they came across it and wonder if it's me and i, I absolutely love it well, listen, uh, I had to give you something great. You've been my brother for so long. You support us with the kids' books, the adult books, everything in between. And uh, you had to have your own funeral home. So, for sure. <laughs> it could have been worse. I asked for child molesters, so yeah. funeral home was great. Thank you, Brad. Check out the Nazi all conspiracy. My, all my, all my love What's you, that? Brother. No, what were you going to say? What were you going to say? I said, oh, no, I was going to say, I said, all my friends, they all want to be, like, murdered on a toilet in, in the face. Right? <laughs> they all want to be, like, some horrible death. They yeah. all want something horrible, so I, you know, I tried to do you right. I love it. Thank you so much. Check out the book and always uh, support Brad and turn your kids onto those books if they haven't seen them yet. Uh, hopefully, for the love of God, uh, you're always in Orlando for some reason. Hopefully, we get you to Tampa soon. I know they always come in Orlando. I got to come to see you face to face. Well, wait anytime, brother. Have a great week. Thank you. You too. See you. There you go. The great uh, Brad Meltzer. What a nice guy. And uh, and I don't I don't know how. I don't know how to say this without uh, trying to dumb it down, but sometimes you pick up a book and the book is written and your eyes are crossed after the first couple of pages and you're not interested in it. He's right out of the gate. First couple of pages, you're like, holy cow. Like, there's And that's adventure. what you want. Yeah, yeah, you want something that draws you in. You're like, okay, I'm going to be enjoying this book instead of uh, I got to get to chapter five before it starts really, you know, ramping up. Especially like uh, biographies of, even autobiographies of musicians and stuff. I want to hear about, uh, let's say, Jimmy Page. And I get all excited to hear about the fish story and Led Zeppelin and all that. I got to read three chapters of, well, when I was born, my yeah, father, and I'm right, like, oh, yeah. I don't want to do that. I don't care about you. I know it's important, but weave it in later on. Like, Get me right to the, start me out with the good stuff. Don't uh, bore us. Get to the chorus. You were saying about the uh, audiobooks. David Spade uh, did his last book, just audiobook. Yeah. He goes, I don't even want to write it. He goes, I just want to, you know, do the book and do it that way. <laughs> right. I mean, obviously, you have to write it to do it. I think but, it's called a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was great because yeah. it's him reading it and him doing his little asides and stuff. And it was, yeah, it was, it was Authors great. want an actor to read their stuff because they, they want you to get that, you know, adventure. Like, he's like a movie. 
but I'd much rather hear Brad read it. He's just got that warm voice when he talks that you kind of want to hear him. It's so funny because I've listened to a few different audiobooks, and one that stands out was the uh, guy that was in The Warriors, like the main guy from The Warriors. Yeah. He, you know, has been an actor for a long time, been in, you know, a few other things besides that, obviously. But he would read, and he would do accents, and he would do female voices, and it would be like, and then Cheryl said, Oh, I don't think you should go in there yeah. and do that. What I do, uh, or the you know the Louisiana attorney? There's no way you're gonna get away with this. <laughs> That's son. my only character. So if I was like <laughs> Southern judge, yeah, and then the man from the Bronx said, "I'm gonna tell you what I said." I don't nope. have any of that. No. Nope. All right. Uh, I bet we still have more news. We do, so yeah, let me take yeah. a break though, and we'll come back and finish it up before we go to break. I want to tell you, Sig Sour fans, to so listen up. Shark Coast Tactical is offering a great deal now. This is on the Sig Sour 365. X Tac Pack, the 365 that everyone loves, and what a lot of people are saying is the best concealed carry firearm around. And with this deal, you get the extra magazine, the optic cut, the night sights, and a holster, all for what would be an amazing price just for the gun alone. It is the best deal in the country, but you got to hurry in because it is only while supplies last. So if you haven't uh, been in Shark Coast Tactical, make sure you get there, or you could probably go online at sharkcoasttactical.com. And while you're there, sign up for the Shark Club because if you're not, you're missing out on deals. They let you know when Will goes live. And the shop is open for you, Slinging to Freedom from 10 to 6, daily close on Sunday and open online 24-7. It is Shark Coast Tactical on B. Roads Road in Sarasota. You look for them on social media, you stop by the story, tell them you heard about it on this show, and get yourself the uh, six-hour uh, 365X Tac Pack while they last. And uh, for all your gun needs, I don't care where you are, if you're in St. Pete, you're in Tampa, you're in Brandon. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.